um, welcome back <laughs> to the Sarah V podcast. It has been an um, incredible summer, uh, traveling, ministering, preaching, and I have a message um, for today for this podcast. And I don't know uh, how much I'm. Gonna, <laughs> I don't know how much I'm going to get through. Or what I'm even going to talk about. Because there's so much that I have that I want to share on and teach on and everything. But then, you know, how do you come back from a summer off of podcasts and just start with one subject? Like I could take the next hour alone, you know, just talking about one week Uh but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to stay in my lane and share this word that the Lord gave me. And so today we're going to be talking about uh, protecting peace. Protecting peace. Because it's um, it's so interesting how you find that many people don't even realize it, but they have let their peace go. They have completely thrown peace out the window and just living by what they see, living by what they hear, living by, and it's not even about uh, their amount of faith. It's just, you know, if you're not careful at protecting peace in your life, um, you will quickly uh, become overwhelmed with anything and everything that the enemy could throw at you, and not even the enemy. Sometimes it's just like people... Um, uh, living in their flesh, uh, you know, not renewing your mind on the things of God. And you just like, you go a few days without seeking after the Lord. And then all of a sudden, uh, you get a, uh, a nail in your tire and you're just in complete panic of how are we going to do this? Um, you know what I mean? Just silly stuff. Like, you know, there's situations that if you're not careful, you can just kind of get sucked into them and before you know it you're you're just consumed by trying to figure things out in the middle of the night and worry and fear try to come in and anxiety and pain all these things because why because you're not protecting your peace so if if listen if you protect your peace peace will protect you okay Thank you guys for joining me today. That will be on. <laughs> like, seriously, if you protect your peace, your peace will protect you. Peace will protect you. Why? Because the the Lord, peace is uh, one fruit of the spirit. It's from the Lord. He's given us peace. And, and if you uh, even read about the fruits of the spirits, and I like this um, amplified translation in Galatians 5, starting in verse 22, it says, but the fruit of the spirit the result of his presence within us is love, unselfish concern for others, joy, inner peace, patience, not the ability to wait, but how we act while waiting. Just let that minister to somebody. Just let just take a minute right there and because patience is not the not the uh, ability to wait, the amplified says, but how we act while waiting. And we're not even talking about pay. I'm telling you, I could go on like a, a series here. Just breaking down every single one of these. It's patience, not the ability to wait, but how we act while waiting. But we're not going to get into that. Maybe, maybe in the next one. Uh, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. And those who belong to Jesus Christ, Christ Jesus, have crucified the sinful nature together with its passions and appetites. So here it's saying, you know, these are all the fruits of the Spirit. And I know this is elementary, but we're going to take it there. Everything that's a fruit of the Spirit comes from the Lord. The enemy doesn't have uh, the capability to access it. So that's why the enemy is not patient. Because patience is a fruit of the spirit. The enemy has no joy. He's not. Uh, he's not faithful. You know, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. He's got none of that. Well, he also doesn't have peace, so he's unable to give it. Because you know, he's our prince of peace. The Lord here is our prince 
of peace. And I think of that song and, and I know you're singing it in your head. But I'm just telling you that if you don't have peace in something, that means the Lord's not in it. That means he's not involved in it. And that doesn't mean that it's not from God. It just means you need to seek him out. Because you might not have peace about a, a job. You might not have peace about um, a relationship. You might not have peace about uh, buying a certain car, uh, uh, taking a deal, um, whatever the case is. And it just means you need to seek out the Lord. Because first of all, which I'm getting ahead of myself, but you have to be guided by peace. Because God uh, is not confusion. He's not the author of confusion because what's the opposite of peace? It is confusion. It is anxiety. It is worry. It is fear. It is all of these things because um, it, those things come from the enemy, which I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to reel it back in because I don't want to get too ahead of myself. But opposite of peace is fear, anxiety, and confusion. In John 14, 27, it says, peace I leave with you. Uh, this is the Lord speaking. Peace I leave with you. My own peace I now give and leave to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. And I love this part. It says, stop allowing yourselves. This is again the Amplified, uh, this is the Amplified Classic. Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and disturbed. And do not permit yourselves to be fearful and intimidated, and cowardly, and unsettled. That right there is a word. Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and disturbed. Because how does it all start? It starts with uh, you're, you're irritated. It starts with at that agitation. It starts with that door opening to uh, worry. It starts with that uh, door opening to confusion. Um, and it says, and do not permit yourselves to be fearful and intimidated and cowardly and unsettled. So he's saying here is that you, you are basically, you're the gatekeeper of your heart. You are, you decide what you're going to allow in. You're going to decide what you, um, uh, decisions you're going to make all of these things. And it's a choice. You know, peace is actually, it's a choice because why? You can permit yourself to be unsettled. You can permit yourself to have uh, fear. You can permit those things or you just shut it down. You pull those thoughts captive. You walk the other way. You block delete. You, you know, you, you have to do things because, you know, following, um, following peace it's, it's like, it's that inner witness. It's that inner witness. It will never steer you in the wrong direction. Just like every gift that God has given us, it's, it's free, it's easy to access, but it takes work on our part because there's, there's actions involved with accessing peace. That could be, um, blocking people. That could be, uh, stop answering that phone call. Stop answering, stop answering his phone calls. Hmm? And I'm not talking about your husband. I'm talking about uh, that boyfriend, that ex, that uh, friend that's just a manipulator, all of those things. Stop answering their phone calls, okay? Um, because why? When you, and, and this could be, and this is so like, I wanted to be very gentle about this because there are even people, uh, and I don't even know how I want to go about this. Maybe I'm just going, I'm going to save that for the next one. Uh, next point, cleaning your house. This was a point I wrote down. Cleaning your house. Some of y'all can be unsettled. Hi. One, one, one moment. Love you. I love you. I love you. And Nico. And Nico. I love you and Nico. My husband just walked in. Um, cleaning your house. Listen, this was a point I wrote down because why? You ever just clean your house before you go to sleep? You put the dishwasher on. 
you um, maybe vacuum, uh, maybe you do laundry and put fresh uh, sheets on the bed and change your pillowcases. Do you ever realize how much more peace you have because you're not thinking about it? And then you wake up and it's so much, uh, there's so much joy. (laughs) It's refreshing. It's, you know, you go make that cup of coffee in the morning. Everything's clean. And I don't care. Like, don't give me that excuse. Well, I have kids and it only lasts me 10 minutes. You know, peace is so precious that even if it's going to bring you 10 minutes of peace, you need to do it. You need to do it. Some people need to just do a deep clean of their house, of their room, because you know what? My husband and I, and this is, this is, um, I've experienced this in my own life. My husband and I just moved. If you follow us on social media and we condensed everything we owned our house, um, in Illinois, it had four floors uh, because it had a, a basement and a full walk-in staircase to the attic. And so there was plenty of storage. There was plenty of room to just buy stuff, pack it away, uh, decor, you know, seasonal decor, uh, my wedding dress, like just things that like you just want to keep around for the rest of your life. And when we decided we were going to move, when the Lord led us to uh, step down and, and leave uh, Illinois, and we were going to sell our house, we realized um, in the four, just the not even almost four years we've been married, um, we have collected a lot of stuff and a lot of junk. Um, There was a a period of time that we were just collecting and we realized for what? (laughs) None of this stuff is going to, you know, take us into heaven it's nice to have you know and and I realized um we weren't hoarders or anything like you know don't get me wrong we weren't on uh getting invitations to come on TLC or anything like that but I'm just saying like there were there was a lot of stuff that that you don't need and and maybe it's because I went um we went to Europe and you realize the American culture is so different than European culture, whereas like America loves everything and extra and don't, don't get me wrong. I'm, you know, so I'm very patriotic. I love my country. I love being American and I love ice in my drinks and AC in my house. So, you know what I mean? But I realized that Americans do tend to hold on to things and buy things in excess, you know, if you have 527 kitchen dish towels, this is your sign right now to go get rid of 500 of them. You know, the, and I feel like so many people, and we're going somewhere with this, so many people just keep things because they have it or because someone gave it to them. And you don't use it. You kind of just shove it under your bed or in a closet or in a store. You know what I mean? Like you just... You don't, you don't even remember you had it. There were things I found when we went through our house. There were things I found that had been in a box that I put in a box when we got married and didn't like think to ever go back to it. I just stored it. But I realized if it's not bringing value, why do I have it, right? If I'm not using it every day, why do I have it? I realized I lived this whole summer out of one suitcase, do you know how how many um, you know how much clothes I threw out when I got back because I realized, you know, those clothes that you're just waiting, you know what, I'm going to drop 10 pounds and and those jeans are going to fit. No, we're going to throw those out. We're going to we're going to we're going to eliminate those. And what we're going to do is when you drop 10 pounds, you're going to treat yourself and go buy a new pair of jeans. That's what we're going to do. But but this this mentality of I have to hold on to it. I have to keep it. I have to have it. And then before you know it, you're just you're just uh, consumed with all this clutter. We had like three or four coffee bean grinders. You can only use one. You know what I mean? Like you're only using one. Get rid of the other ones. So we did that. We went through our house. And I mean, I threw away stuff. We donated a lot of stuff. But I just threw away stuff, um, old makeup uh, like just stuff that just like sits there and it doesn't register in your mind that it's just 
there's no purpose. You're never going to use it. Throw it away. Those old pajamas, throw them away. Uh, those Christmas slippers that you only wear for one day of the year, throw them away. <laughs> this is this is really going to help somebody because because when you do that, it just brings you so much peace because you've gone through your house, you've sorted things, you've um, cleaned things, you know, like everything that you have in your house is like you're using and you it has a purpose and it brings value and it's all of those things and you know it sparks joy there you know what I mean like I need some of you to just go through your house and take take three days and just go through your house and and just assess the situation some of you are probably like the clean you're clean uh everything you you got everything on lock you've got those um storage bags with your winter clothes, uh, you know, Ziplocs, uh, vacuum sealed, uh, you know, you just, you're organized. That's fine. But if you're not and you're thinking, you know what, I really could get rid of some of those, uh, uh, glass mugs, glasses in, in the, in the cupboards there in the, in the cabinet that, uh, don't match. And that my auntie gave me when I was three years old <laughs> with my picture on it. You know what I mean? Throw that stuff out. There were, and mom, if you're listening, I'm, I'm, uh, just, just fast forward a minute, but like there was like gifts that I've been given by family members that were like so sweet and so sentimental, like pictures and, uh, like those picture, like stuff you get on like Vista print, like mugs with your picture on it. And it says like Sarah's 18th birthday and, and you know, stuff like that. I've never used it water bottles with like your your trip to Cancun and and you just thought that was a neat gift or someone thought that was a neat gift I've never used I threw it away I threw it right in the trash I said I'm not even going to donate this and let some other person have my picture on a mug this is going straight to the trash and it's so freeing it is so freeing so some of you need to just do that and and all that to say because why it's going to usher in peace because things aren't going to be falling off the shelves in your garage. Because, you know, your attic's not going to be overtaken by 72 boxes of Grandma Sue's uh, passed down onesies for your grandkids. That kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Just get rid of it. Just get rid of it. Um, uh, another Other things that will bring peace. Turning off the news. And this goes both ways. Some of you need to unfollow some news uh, 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 accounts that just post doom and gloom. Like the end is here. Like, you know what I mean? Because you would think, I, I even had to unfollow it um, because I followed so many like um, political accounts and that were, that were even believed the same way I believe and, and were... Uh, the you know standing up for justice and free speech and all these things but they post so much doom and gloom that it just you know it keeps you up at night thinking like well did you see what happened today um did you see what the white house press secretary said today and uh did you, did you see what the speech said today you know you just it keeps you up at night if it, anything is stealing your peace of mind anything that's stealing your peace of mind where you're eating dinner and you're you're thinking of of what happened today in in the news. You need to block delete. You need to block delete. You don't have to go live out in, on a homestead in the middle of Arkansas like I really uh, would love to do. You just need to block delete. Don't allow it to saturate yourself. Don't allow it to saturate your life. You know, don't don't listen to everything and anything that people put out there. Because it goes both ways. You can listen to one side and it's doom and gloom. And you can listen to the other side and it's doom and gloom. And it's like the world is ending tomorrow and all these things. And you just need to, you just need to block delete. Okay. Because that's going to bring you a lot of peace. And, and, and while we're on the social media thing, anything that, that uh, any account that you see that sparks that thought of um, insecurity... And I know this is elementary, but insecurity, anything that brings up thoughts of uh, the past of hurt or anything that brings up um, 
obsession, I guess you could say. Like I know there's a lot of influencers out there that you could easily become obsessed with. You want to see what they ate for breakfast. You want to see what their kids did in school. You wish and you start like getting in that comparison realm of like you wish that your house looked like theirs and you wish that your marriage uh, you, you know, they start posting about their husband and, and how he surprised them with a, a trip to France for their weekend getaway. You know what I mean? Like just any of that kind of stuff where you start to ponder on that in a sense of like comparing, I wish my husband did that. I wish my kids did that. I wish my, uh, my parents and I had this relationship and it starts just like becoming, um, like uh, an obsession. I want you to block delete. I want you to block delete everyone that that was in my news feed that I, you know, I it started off. I was inspired by them to uh, bake bread or whatever, you know, how it starts, start a homestead. And then it slowly became something like an obsession of like, well, I wish I looked like that. Well, I wish I could take photos like that. Well, I wish, uh, you know, and the, just those things where it starts um, shifting from inspiration to obsession. You have to block delete and not look at them ever again. <laughs> like you have to get that under control because why that that simple. It's the, the little foxes that will spoil the vine. It's the little things you let in your day to day life. It's that phone call you get um, from your third cousin who just wants to, to talk your ear off about how horrible her life is or her marriage or whatever and and tell you uh, you know what, you could, you could go do this or you could go do that. And it's just that voice, like those little voices and, and people get it. They don't even realize it. It's, it comes in through social media. It comes in through, uh, and I'm not talking about like ministers of the gospel. I'm talking just, you know, uh, influence, you know what I mean? Influencers, people who are just out there. Like I even took it to an, ex uh, an extent of like, if I'm following people, who aren't even saved, who go against like what I believe. I blocked elite. Like there was this one, this one account I followed because she had a gorgeous home and she was like into all the things that I was into at the time, like uh, old school living type of thing. You know, just, just that something starts off so simple. It starts off so simple and so harmless. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to learn uh, how she braids her hair. And then, you know what? Next thing I know, uh, a couple months later, she's uh, saging her house, you know, and it actually, it didn't even register when I first saw it. I just kept scrolling through and about an hour later, the Holy Spirit said, um, you need to go and follow that person because you're letting that in. That's a doorway in. And I thought, well, that's weird because I would never like, I would never do that. But what is it? I'm, I'm allowing someone who, uh, is mocking God, who is un an unbeliever, who doubts God, who whatever, like, uh, isn't saved yet. Who knows? Maybe she hasn't heard the gospel, but I'm just saying like, I'm allowing that to be in my life through following what she does. You know, if you're following someone who, who's, uh, praying to crystals or however they, whatever they do or astrology, they're into astrology, but you know what? They really bake good cookies. Like, like, you need to, you need to reassess, clean up just, okay, here we go. As you're cleaning up your home, clean up your social media. Some of you need to unfollow some people who are not speaking peace into your life, who are not speaking truth into your life, who are just coming in uh, with any form of doubt, whether that's in the uh, society, whether that's an economy, people are, uh, you know, just going on ranting maybe all the time. Maybe they're depressed and they post depressing things. Uh, and, and maybe they, uh, you know, they kind of believe the Bible, but they also don't believe the Bible, you know, anything like that, um, block delete. And that's going to bring you so much peace. I'm telling you what, it's going to bring you so much peace. Other ways, um, that, and this is all under the category of peace requiring work, peace requiring something on you because why God has freely given us salvation. He's freely given us joy, freely given us healing freely given us all these things, peace, but it will take work on your part. Now, I'm not saying it's hard to get, just like healing is not hard to get. It just takes work. It takes seeking out God. It takes seeking out the answer. 
you know it some that's why some people can instantly get healed and others um are progressive healing it 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 takes and you know that's why some people can instantly have peace and others it requires uh, a progressive work because everyone's at different levels everyone's at different uh, 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 starting grounds, you know, or not starting grounds, but playing fields is what I meant to say. Uh, everyone's on a different playing field here. The, all the gifts are easy to access. All of the gifts are readily available, but it takes you, you seeking it out. It takes you doing work on your part, you guarding your heart, you guarding your mind, you guarding your home, what you're allowing into your home, what you're allowing, uh, yourself to watch what you're allowing yourself to do who you're allowing yourself to talk to all of these things and it can be hard to uh, block delete people I understand that but but if it costs you your peace you know maybe and, and I'm not saying you know you need to block and delete your um, mother okay I'm not going I'm not going there you still need to show honor <laughs> you know don't 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 write me and say, I feel so free, I blocked my mother on, on, on my phone. Don't do that. What I'm saying is, maybe don't go and allow yourself to have uh, three-hour conversations with that person a week, or, or a day, or whatever the case is. Maybe don't go to that friend that um, doesn't like your husband because you, you don't spend as much time with them uh, as you did when you were single. That person you can block delete. But understand where I'm going with this. That takes work. That takes uh, to throw out things in your house. That takes uh, commitment because why? Things are sentimental. You want to hold on to these things for the rest of your life and pass them down. And you think like in your head, one day my kid's going to want this or my grandkid's going to want this. And, and before you know it, they've already flipped it on eBay and sold it for three times the amount it was worth. And all this time you were thinking like they're going to, this is going to be a a family generational uh, sneaker here. Only one shoe because the other one was lost in the in the Amazon. And I'm not talking about the company. You know, you just we we create these scenarios that have us holding on to things that bring us no no no. Uh, there is not you're not growing. You're not growing from it. It's bringing you no like peace. It's bringing you no joy. It's just kind of just collecting dust. And for that, I say, throw it out. Just throw it out. Do yourself a favor. Throw it out. Understand this as we wrap this up and land this plane. See, I'm I'm long winded because I missed you guys. And there's so much I want to like go off on, and and talk about, but we're not going to do that. Uh, understand this. Peace is a flow. Peace is such a flow. If if things are just flowing and you have no um, doubt in your mind about something, like no, like you get uh, a, an opportunity for a promotion at work. Okay, that's a flow, right? There's no resistance. There's no, uh, yeah, resistance is the word. Like you don't feel any resistance in your spirit. Um, you just, you, you accept it, you know? You get offered uh um, opportunity and it's just a flow and it's and it, everything it, you have no uh, resistance whatsoever and don't ignore resistance because you want to because everything's too good to be true and so you just kind of ignore that red flag because do not listen do not ignore the red flags if there is any red flag any resistance any sort of let's just pause and think this through you need to do it because many times, and whether consciously or subconsciously, something good comes along and we want to call it God and we just go for it. When meanwhile, you had that, you, you, and you know what I'm talking about. You already had that like resistance in your spirit of mm, mm, anything that goes, mm, you know, like that, mm, I don't, mm, you need to stop and pray that out. Don't just jump blindly. Because you're saying I'm following peace or I'm, I'm stepping in faith, right? You know, faith doesn't go by sight, but that doesn't mean we're jumping blindly off of cliffs here, right? It's that step of faith. 
It's that, you know, you're not looking in the natural, but you're also being led by peace. You're also being led by peace. If I were to, uh, if I had a career and the Lord told me to uh, go into a different career or, um, or I felt, you know what, I really don't like this career anymore. I really don't like uh, nursing school, let's say, or um, whatever it is, you know, you're studying for something and you feel like you want to switch to business, right? Well, yes, faith, uh, you know, if God were to say that and it doesn't make sense and it's going to take faith for you to, to trust him and believe him, then yes, you follow that out. But you also have to understand that you have to have peace about a situation as well because God might give you an instruction, but it not be the right time. The Lord might say he wants you to be a pastor, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you quit your job tomorrow and you go buy a church building and put yourself in debt because, you know what I mean? Like, that's not faith. Faith is seeking it out, one. And there is, there is different, uh, there's different speeds because you, delayed obedience uh, is still disobedience. So there's, there's certain things that when you just stop and pray for a moment and you realize, you know what, Lord, you told me I'm going to be a pastor, but right now I'm waiting tables and serving in my church and preaching a Bible study on Wednesday nights. You know, the Lord might be having you um, build that trust, build up that faith. He might be having you take the steps to get to somewhere. Now, that's why when you have peace about something, you have peace about leaving that job and, and just launching, then do it. Because you know what? You have peace about it. And, and God will, if you have the faith for it, God will meet you there. If you don't have peace about it, maybe the Lord told you to do something, but you don't have peace about it. Seek it out. Seek it out. Maybe the Lord is saying he's going to, uh, you're going to buy a house, but you find like the first one that's available and it's a, it's a gorgeous and all these things. And, but you don't have peace about it. Well, God told you to buy a house or God gave you the finances to buy a house. Then, you know, in the natural, it's so easy to think, well, you know what? It is God. And we'll just take that leap of faith. But meanwhile, the foundation could be all cracked. And in a year's time, that thing could be like, uh, and crumbles with termites, you know, whatever it is. Whereas peace says, you know what? I don't have peace about buying this house. And three days later, you find the perfect house that you have peace about. So it's not about, um, being in a rush. It's about being in God's time. It's about being in God's time. If God has you do something, it could take a week. It could take a year. You know, God told my husband through a man of God that he was, that he should, uh, spend a season pastoring, and this is when we were just like, we had no vision to pastor. We had no uh, passion to pastor. We had no, like, it just wasn't in our, uh, on our vision board. And so he said, you know what? I'm not going to disregard it. I'm going to put it on the top shelf because, um, you know, he's a credible man of God. And he told me to spend a season pastoring and I'm just going to put it on the top shelf. Well, come to find out uh, months, uh, probably six months later, we stepped into that. And it came out of nowhere because we weren't, we weren't looking for it. We weren't expecting it. We weren't trying to find churches to go past. It just, it just, it flowed. It just flowed. It flowed. I, it doesn't even sound like a real word. It just flowed because we, we, we didn't discredit it, but we didn't go seeking it out. We just waited in God's timing and it just flowed. And then we did that. And then the Lord, the same way the Lord had us go into pastoring, he called us um, okay, now, now run with the vision now run, uh, with the evangelistic ministry now run in full time, like, like all these things. And, and it was, we look back on it and it was such like building that foundation. It was such, it, we had such peace about it when we got there. We had such peace about it when we were there. We had such peace about it when we left because why we follow peace. We don't just like jump at the first good thing because we want to make sure it's a God thing. You know, some of you, you don't want to just jump at the first uh, potential spouse because they're good. You want to make sure they're God. You know, some of you, you don't just jump at the first job opportunity because you want to make sure it's not a good thing. You want to make sure it's a God thing because when you make sure things are God things, peace follows that. Peace leads you to that. 
peace will keep you in that. And I'm going to, uh, I'm going to finish for real, for real, for this, uh, Romans eight verse six and 16. And this is a new King James. It says to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit. And that's talking about following that inner witness. The inner witness helps with specific answers that you can't really find clearly in the written word. And what I mean by that is, you know, um, what city should I move to? Um, what what uh, man should I marry? Uh, what job uh, should I work? Like, you, you know, these things that these specific questions that you you have. And you can't just like turn to like Genesis four, you know, you can't just like, like, God, is this the spouse you have for me? Like, like that's not written clearly in scripture. Now you can, uh, study scripture to know, uh, the qualifications for that spouse. But when it comes to this, uh, specific person, you follow that inner witness because he, the inner witness will lead you in the answer. He, the, the Holy Spirit, that is, you've, you've received Jesus, you've received the Holy Spirit, he will lead you and guide you into that answer. And, and the Holy Spirit will never, ever contradict the word of God. It will always line up with the word of God. It will always be biblical. It will always um, be something that you could, you could reference to the word of God. Because you can't come up to me and tell me that God said this person is your spouse and the Holy Spirit, uh, sorry, the, the Holy Spirit, your inner witness told you that's your spouse and, and boo-boo over there is already married. You can't tell me that. Nope. Because you know why it does, it contradicts the word of God. <laughs> that goes against the word of God. And, and, the, and this, this really, this really happened. Listen, y'all, this, this has really done happen, uh, to me. So, um, someone said, you know what, this is who God has for me. And that person was married. And, and, and my husband said, I'll, I'll talk with you after, after service. <laughs> I'll talk with you after service because things that it won't contradict the word of God. Okay. Just like you can't tell me, um, oh, well the, the, the Holy Spirit's fine if I smoke weed because, um, of X, Y, and Z. Nope. That contradicts the word of God. Or, oh, you know what? The Holy Spirit told me this is okay. And, you know, just don't, don't manipulate the Holy Spirit because you get an answer that you don't want or you don't like. You know, you start weighing out the good and the bad. Well, there's so much more good, but this red flag is just so small. Uh, it's so little. It's so minor. But no, you don't have peace about it because of that red flag. And many times people want to uh, kind of just oversee it, just overlook it. And you feel the Holy Spirit telling you in your spirit, um, you know, that's not the one. That's not the house. That's not the church I want you to attend. That's not the uh, person I want you submitted under. That's not the spouse I have for you. That's not the car you should buy. That's not the school your kids should go to. Like all these things, but you just like kind of, uh, you know, just like I call it like that that graceful ignore. It is kind of like, yeah, but there's so much good and, and it's so great. And, and all these things. And the Holy Spirit is, is trying to slap you back out of that and say, no, look at this red flag. I know it's small. I know it's small, but you don't have peace. You don't have peace about it. And that's why it's so important. You, listen, if you protect peace, peace will protect you from marrying the wrong person, from buying the wrong house, from investing in the wrong thing, investing your time in the wrong thing, and watching the wrong movie, and, and, you know, any movie that you put on, and you just think like, oh, you know, I can watch things and it doesn't affect me, like, no, anything that you put on and disrupts your peace, especially in today, in today's world, everything is transgender, there I said it. Everything in this, every movie is transgender. My I can't, you know, that's why my husband and I we don't even watch movies anymore. We watch like Border Patrol because there's just it's like the only like 
thing you could watch. I, I like to watch people try to bring in uh, seafood from Vietnam and JFK security catching it. Like, because every movie you try to put on now is is transgender. It's all, you know what, um, it's just woke. That's maybe a better word for it. Everything is woke. And that disrupts peace and that doesn't belong in your house. So if you find yourself watching movies and you just have to like fast forward through it, go ahead and do yourself a favor. Turn that off. Turn that off. Don't allow that in your home. Don't allow that in your mind. Any reality TV show, if you're watching that, don't allow that in your mind because why? It wants to come in and infiltrate your marriage and infiltrate your family and, 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 you know, you start, you can't even watch House Hunters. You can't even watch House Hunters anymore. I mean, they just really saturate in everything. HGTV, TLC, like they just really coming after everything. And you have to, you have to be on guard for that. You have to be on guard for that. And, and make sure that you, you are prayed up. Okay. I want you to stay prayed up because when you're so consumed uh, with with the word of God, with being prayed up, you have no time for fear. You have no time. And some of you, listen, some of you are crying over situations that night because they're out of your control and you don't like that and you don't know what you're going to do and you don't know how it's going to work and you don't know when it's going to happen and you're crying. And I'm telling you right now, it could turn around in within three days. And then you feel so silly. You feel like a silly goose for crying at night, for, for allowing that to disrupt your sleep. Why? Because some, we, we just want to be in control. We want, you know, human nature just wants to be in control. That's why you see so many people who are fleshly and carnally led that they just want to control everything. They get like power drunk because they love it. That's why some of you could have a secular boss that just loves controlling and micromanaging every single thing you do why because that's the carnality of the flesh is to just be in control that's why living by faith can be so hard for christians and that's why they don't get it is because they want to control it and 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 faith is taking your hands off the wheel and allowing god to work it out and god to control it and you go to sleep and and so many people it, it's such a simple concept so many people can't wrap their mind around it and that's why you see people who, who just don't uh, grasp the concept of living in faith. They don't grasp the contrast of uh, uh, contrast. They don't grasp the concept of living in peace because their life's chaotic. So why, why would they have peace? But no, it's a choice. It's not about outward circumstances. Your life could be uh, affected by so many outward circumstances that it is a choice to have peace. Because why? You, we live in this world. You know, some of you might, might have split custody of your kids. Maybe you had a marriage that, that kind of fell apart or whatever the case is. And, and it's hard to choose peace when that person is crazy. You know, it, it could be hard to choose peace when, when you live uh, uh, somewhere and, and it's disrupting your peace. But what? It's a choice. It's not an emotion. It's not a, a, a feeling. Peace is not a, like just a, just a feeling. You know, peace is, is like a, uh, it, it's, that, it's a fruit of the spirit. Just like joy. You know, you, you have to choose to have joy and not live in sorrow. You know, you might not wake up happy one morning or you might get a text one morning and it completely try to just throw your day well it's the same for peace you have to choose you know what i'm not focusing on that i'm focusing on peace and and today might have been hard and i didn't live in peace today and father i repent for that and t tomorrow is is new mercies because <laughs> your mercies are new every morning so, you know, make the correction wherever it needs to be and understand that that opportunity is always present to lose your peace. It's always present to lose your peace uh, because why? We live in a fallen world and people out there are crazy and situations can become stressful because why? We want to have our hands on it. We want to control it. We want to do everything that we want to do in that sense and it could become 
uh, overwhelming because we're, why? We're doing it in our own strength. And I don't want you to do that. I don't want you to, to do that. Because if you have to get something in your own strength, you will have to work the rest of your life to keep it in your own strength. You will be working the rest of your life. If you have to work uh, to get something on your own to establish, you know, some of you are, are, are might be trying to, to um, you know, hold on to this business, this failing business that you've had for seven years. And it's not even about, it's just a drain on your finances. And it's not even about like letting it go because, you know, you just, you, I'm going to just come break it to you. Uh, uh, you just got so much pride. Well, you know what? I've, I've held on to this, this failing business for seven years and it hasn't launched off. It hasn't gone anywhere. It's really gone through it. But like, I'm, I've already invested too much of my life into this thing to just let it go. Meanwhile, the Holy Spirit has been saying, let it go. Shut it down. I didn't tell you to do that. I didn't want you to do that. I didn't want you to go into a business with that business partner and all these things. And I want to tell you what, it doesn't matter if you've been in, in something for two months or 20 years. When the Holy Spirit says, let something go, let it go. Let it go. It doesn't matter how long you've, you've invested your life into it. If you've been, uh, if you've been at, and this is a prime example, if you've been at a dead church, for five years, 10 years, 15 years, you know, you, you're just about like, everyone just respects you as much as they respect the pastor. Cause you just been there so long and the Holy spirit has been telling you to leave. I want you to leave. I want you to follow that. It doesn't matter how, if it's been two months or 20 years, don't become so full of pride that you're trying to keep yourself in a position that God never called you to. Don't be so full, full of yourself thinking that you're going to be the answer to that church that they, even if Jesus himself walked in, he wouldn't be able to help them. <laughs> Cause I want you to understand that there were times in the Bible that like you could, I, I can't think of the, the, um, scripture offhand, but where Jesus like walked into a place and he could do no miracles because of, because of the people there. And many times we get caught up in the fact that like, well, we're the glue to this family. Well, we're the glue to this church. Well, we're the glue to this job that you have become so full of yourself. You need to let it go. And that might hurt. That might hurt. Um, you know what? That might hurt. That might sting a little bit. But I want to let you know that I love you to tell you um, and mostly because uh, I don't know who's listening to this. For all I know, three people are listening to this podcast. So, you know, don't write me saying um, that I read your mail because I'm just, I'm just float. This is not in my notes uh, because like I said, I'm just long winded. I didn't know what exactly I was going to talk about um, in full and detail, but I just knew I wanted to come on here and say hello. So with that, we're going <laughs> to... Let us bow our heads. Father, I thank you, Lord, for every person listening to this podcast, Father, that you start revealing to them, Lord, if they've made it this far, reward them, God. Because that was, there's been some, some great eye openers here. But Lord, I thank you that you start bringing peace into their situation, peace into their atmosphere, peace into their home, into their car, into their job, into their room, wherever they're listening to this, Father. Lord, that every single care and worry that's trying to attach itself to them, Father, we give it to you. We give it to you right now, Father. We, we, we cast that thing onto you not to take it back. And we believe it's in your hands. We're not going to cry about it another night. We're not going to fear over it another day. We're not going to try to investigate and Google and figure it out ourselves because God, you are in control. We give you the control, Father, to intervene, to speak to us when we need to hear the answer to speak to us in the midnight hour, to speak to us in the morning. Father, however it is, whatever the case is, the, the answer to the situation. Father, we thank you for it. We thank you for it. And we give you all the glory and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. And, and uh, I can't hear you, but uh, say amen.
Amen. He's going to do it. Don't fear. Don't worry. Don't be anxious. If you catch yourself uh, worrying, put a halt to it. Say, nope, not me. Not today. Not going to happen. So thank you so much for listening. Listen, before we go, if you would share this podcast with somebody, if it helped you, if you know someone, if you were thinking of someone else the whole time you were listening to this and said this would really speak to them and their situation, will you just share it? Will you just uh, uh, share this podcast, send it to a friend, maybe put it on uh, your stories and tag me? We are in this month, September, New Jersey. Um, my husband has uh, uh, two meeting, two nights um, in New Jersey. So if you're anywhere in New Jersey, uh, come out. Um, all the details are on our website, mjvministries.com. Next month, we're in South Florida. Like I thought we moved to South Florida, but we're actually, according to the people who live south of us, are not in South Florida. They are in South Florida. So we are in South Florida um, next month as well. Uh, for a week of revival there. And um, again, all the details are on our website. And also, we are doing a Thanksgiving Fest back in Fort Worth this November. So if you would like to be a part of that, to either one volunteer, uh, pray for the event, give towards the event, whatever it is, like just um, get in contact with us because it's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. We have a lot of things planned. It's going to be two nights, and we're going to hit it really hard, and we have a lot of expectation for it. So we will keep you up to date on that, as well as everything else. You can find it all on our website. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. And uh, if, if this ministered to you, let me know. Let me know. If you'd like to stand with us as we preach the gospel and go after souls, you can do so by going to mjvministries.com and clicking Give Now. You can also connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search MJV Ministries and subscribe. Thanks for listening.